going live so what's up everybody (laughs) (laughs) how's everyone doing this is the first for real for real episode of talks and that's t-a-w-k-s for those that do not know this is the official podcast of the alleycatway.com we're a show about fashion lifestyle culture music all the things that pertain to us as people and millennials and beyond so welcome (laughs) i'm your host daka and to my immediate left is my amazing co-host, Mr. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I don't want to take your shine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Torian. Uh, I am the co-host here with Daryl hey. Daka. Um, thank you for having me and invite me as your co-host. Um, of course. Something new to me, but I'm very excited to be here and the opportunity to be able to you know, roll with you. It's okay. It's the journey. Yes. (laughs) It will be fun. It will be fun. And we have a very special guest with us today. Hey, buddy. Hi, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and tell the people who you are, sir. Go ahead and tell the people who you are. Well, my name is Gary Javier. Um, You know, I don't know. What what else am I? I don't don't know. know. I'm just like a thing of my own existence we like things that's fine (laughs) we love things around existence well thank you for coming on we appreciate you coming in and chatting with us of course of course so like i said this show is all about we're talking about fashion we're talking about pop culture we're talking about things that matter things that are great so we brought gary on today because gary is i would say you're definitely like a rising fashion influencer you. you know I'm just trying, you know yeah you just, you're, you're just awesome in your own light like if people can't see you right now but um you know definitely we'll drop the links to the socials <laughs> after <is> this <laughs> so they can check you out yeah, just check me out gary hobby there we me. go um yeah you know it all started you know trying to be a model is what i wanted to do and then i was like you know what i actually hate having my picture taken don't like being in front of the camera at all. So, you know, I'm just like, maybe I can just help other people. So that's kind of been my thing is just like styling other people now. That's, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on that. Yeah. I think. Cool. How long have you been doing that? Like, when did you kind of like get into that? I would say within this year, mm. successfully anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always like styled friends or something like that if they had somewhere to go. But now, you know, people are reaching out to me like, hey, can you style me for this photo shoot or I'm going to this event? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, oh, and I'll pay you too. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's money involved? <laughs> Which always makes it better. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Now I'm going to really put my energy into this. Okay, you're going to look like everything. Listen, <laughs> money? Sure, yeah, let's Definitely. do it. You know, I find it interesting that a lot of creatives, no matter what realm you're in, you find out that, like you said, you was like, I don't really, I'm not comfortable with having my picture taken. And you have the same thing with a lot of people that go into music where they don't like their own voice. Mm-hmm. You hear that a lot. You hear models and every anybody that's in any realm of creative is like, uh, I don't really like my work. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my talent, but it, yeah. I, I kind of be like, no. But it's the bomb and everybody else is like, oh, that's the shit and it's fire. Right. I think it's because you're so close to it because you're the one that's like, it's it's literally an extension of you. Mm-hmm. So you're really vulnerable. And I don't think anyone really likes to be vulnerable and put themselves out there like Absolutely. that for judgment and criticism and scrutiny and all that. So it's like, I'm not that great. It's like, but you're the shit. It's like, yes. yeah, but 
But and it's like when I <laughs> when I look back on stuff like that, when you hear artists and creatives say that, you look at them, you see their work, you see who they are, and it's like you're the best or something different that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so much better. Yeah. So I, I think that's a it's a wonderful observation of yourself, but I also think that's something that's inside of you that comes out more sure. than anything. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I think it's just about finding whatever that conduit is for mm-hmm. you to like really fully express yourself and put everything out there in the open and just not give a fuck what people think about it and that's just seriously. live and take it. That's how I live my life, man. <laughs> and, and listen, yeah. look, I mean, and I just want to say... You were serving all types of looks at Durag Fest ah. this past weekend. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just, I've been going through all the pictures and like the hashtags. And like every other picture is literally you. Oh, and I am like, you. I know this person. He's amazing. Like, I know. It's like, it's crazy to see something that you've been working on for so long actually come to form. And it's just like, damn, this is a lot of work. Mm. But now it's done and people love it, you know. And then even still, like, I look at the pictures and I'm like, I could have done this better. I could have did this. I could have did this. But then people are, like, obsessed with it. So I'm just like, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to ride. I'm just going to let it go. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, like, I know I I killed that shit. Like, I did. And did. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm always always trying to, like, elevate myself. Like, make myself better than what Mm -hmm. I was the last time. So, like, I'm constantly working on something, always trying to make myself better. Mm Mm-hmm. And be different. Like, I just want to be different from everybody else. Right. That's my goal. So walk us a little bit, like, so not just for the inspiration for that outfit particularly, but, like, when you are coming up with a concept for a look for either yourself or somebody, let's talk about yourself, for, like, a look for yourself, like, where where do you kind of, like, start with that? Like, what kind of goes through your mind when you're thinking about what you want to present that day? So I feel like first I focus on, like, silhouette, like, what works best for my body and I feel like everybody should focus on that like especially like if you're tall or shorter you know heavier whatever you work wear what's better for your body so you will like always look good you can have on the the most simple outfit but if it's the right silhouette you're gonna kill that shit regardless Mm -hmm. so I focus on silhouette like I know what shape I want to give so from there I you know maybe take to Instagram and I pull like some inspiration from designers or um, you know, runway runway collections or whatever. And then I go with color next to see like what colors that I want to bring into the outfit. I typically stick to black because black is just easy. But, you know, if I try to incorporate some type of color, then, you know, I go from there. And most of the time I make my outfits. So it's also kind of what's available here mm-hmm. in Charlotte. So like, you know, we don't have, you know, the most fabric stories. Like, we have Hobby Lobby. Unfortunately. And Joanne's. And Joanne's. Yeah. <laughs> and even no shade to Joanne, one, but... No shade, but girl, get it together. <laughs> That's really shade to Charlotte, not anybody else. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So, I kind of also have to take into consideration, like, what I have available to me. Like, if I don't have the fabric that I need, then I need to be able to find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or then I need to just like replan and just like regroup and figure out something else. So it's just kind of like what's available to me is the first initial thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's like, I think the fact that you make your own stuff is just speaks to another level of talent because people, I know I can fleek a t-shirt. I can yeah. paint some stuff. I can, you know, rip it up, cut it, whatever. But like, I, I know I can't really sew. 
For real, for real. You so can, like, though. That's the thing. People think that they can't. I got my first sewing machine at Ikea uh-huh. only because I, I don't remember what I needed to make, but it was just something super simple. And I was like, I'm just going to go get this like $50 sewing machine and do a straight stitch. And then from there, I was like, oh, I can do a zigzag stitch. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's do a ruffle. So, you know, True. you can always do it. Like, you just have to try. And that's interesting because when I think of it and think of going to buy a sewing machine, I'm like, I got to get this top-notch thing. No. Da, 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 da. Not at all. And then to hear, you know, $50. And a lot, I think a lot of people out there that want to go into that or think about going into that have that same thought. Yeah. And it's like now you see that it doesn't take $200, $500, $1,000 machine. Right. You can start out at $50 and, and still be the shit. Like, yeah, because yeah, my sewing machine now is from Walmart. That thing was like $70. So yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, this is a little step up. <laughs> <laughs> Just in that okay, next they step. have a few more different stitches that I can do now. So right. like, even still, I don't do the most. Like, yeah. Now, are you, um, are you able to do like hand stitching as well too? Do you do I can a little bit if of I need to. Like that's how I really, really started when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was thinking about that on the way here because I was like, what if they asked me about my childhood? So <laughs> like, get into it if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I remember that I would always take like bed sheets or curtains or something and I would like drape them around myself when no one was home, of course, because I didn't want anybody to know I was good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I would take the curtains and the and the sheets or whatever and drape them around myself and then like kind of do like a quick little stitch like one that I mm. knew that I could get out and put back when I needed to. Smart. Yeah. So, Smart. I, got caught, I got caught one time. I had one of my mom's skirts and I safety pinned the hell out of it so it would fit me. Uh, and then I forgot to take it off, uh, take the safety pins or whatever. But I, she found it and she it was like a whole ordeal. But anyway, <laughs> so I remember I would take the bed sheets and like wrap them around myself and make these gorgeous gowns, in my opinion. Beautiful gowns. And, okay, beautiful gowns. Beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> And I would like put on little fashion shows, you know, for myself or for my great grandmother because she was, you know, crazy. So she didn't realize <laughs> what I was really doing. Like, girl, I'm I'm that girl now. But she didn't know. Um, so, yeah, I would just like try to make things of my own and figure out like how clothes are supposed to be made just mm. from like some bed sheets or some mm-hmm. clothes that I already had. Because, you know, my parents weren't going to buy me skinny jeans. So I was like, I'm going to take these heavy ass dickies mm-hmm. and dickies make them heavy. slim. Okay. You know? I'm going to pin that up real quick. Right. I wore them every day to school. I loved it. And you know, that's that nice. was just how I really, really got started. I think that's that speaks a lot to just I think a lot of people have similar kind of like things like just about innovation. Like mm-hmm. just being able to work with what you have around you and just making something out of nothing. I think that's that speaks it. a lot to um just overall creativity and having like creative mind and just being passionate about something too. I think that speaks a lot to that. Um, it's so funny that like a lot of people, I think they, they realize kind of like who they are and like what they really want to do, like when they're younger, mm-hmm. but you know, society and life and <laughs> all, <of laughs> what, all that good stuff, <laughs> you know, it has a tendency to try and like deter us from that. But, and it seems like we can maybe, at some point in time, go through a period where we try and conform to that. Absolutely. But then we blossom like in our later teens or like adult years. Yeah. And it's like. Just like you guys said, like at the, there comes a point where you actually like just stop caring about other people's mm-hmm. opinion. Like Seriously. I remember like in high school, I was like that preppy 
you know, Sperry Topsider, mm-hmm. khaki shorts, polo shirt, like every day. Like mm-hmm. it was my uniform. American Eagle was I'm my I'm sure you killed sport. that look. I killed it, of course. <laughs> you know, still was best dressed or whatever. But, hey, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't me. Like I was just trying to be mm-hmm. comfortable in the situation that I was in. I went to a predominantly white high school, so mm-hmm. I had to fit in with the, all the white people. So that's right. what I did. And then there came a point where I was just like, actually, I don't care. So then I started wearing, you know, eyeliner. And then people were like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it started with me just not caring about other people's opinions. Right. And now look at you. Still don't care about it, other there people's There you go. Opinions. <laughs> I think it just it makes your life so much easier. It does. After a while. Yeah, like absolutely. Just, it does. When you reach that point in anything that you do, but especially something that's dear to you, of, of your self-image mm-hmm. and you get to that point where you don't care yeah. about what people think yeah and you you know you can look in the mirror and fully accept who you are and and really speak to your reflection mm-hmm. because if you can't really look at yourself in the mirror and speak to your reflection how do you expect to go out and not be able to take on what society throws at yeah. you because no matter where we go society always is going to have something to say mm-hmm. but when we get to the point like gary like you said I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. Everything that comes at me just bounces off yep. and mm-hmm. I still walk through. Yep. Like, whatever. Okay. I'm that bitch. Damn it. <laughs> you gonna, and you're going to get this. And you're going to like I this came outfit. here and I'm, I'm conquering it and I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. Um, I know on a personal note for me, like, I think that kind of revelation kind of came for me like when I got into college. At the time, like, everyone was into, like, the whole thrifting thing. But I had always been a thrift store yeah, person. <laughs> like, I'm just like, let's, let me find this real quick. Yeah. I, I love hand-me-down shit. That's just yeah. what I do. <laughs> like, so, it, like, I, I remember, like, there was, like, a whole year where I was just like, I'm just going to wear everything that, like, my grandpa wore in, like, 1972. <laughs> and it was a thing. And, like, people are like, like... Even now, like, my friends, like, you've always just worn, like, colorful, patterned-ass shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, can't no one tell you nothing, whether you like it or whatever they like it or not. And I'm just like, you know, you're right. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't, at the time, I didn't think about it like that. I was just like, I'm just finally just wearing what I want to wear. Yeah. Like, I don't care what y'all think. And then, like, now it's just like, even now, girls, y'all don't know how lucky y'all got it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Listen. Like, y- y'all got the cutest clothes. The cutest clothes. The cutest clothes. They like, have options. They, so many. Op, the options are what gets options. me. And like, okay, so Gary, do you consider like, I guess, gender presentation when you're, you know, considering your outfits? You know, does that something ever cross your mind? And because I would say like your style in my mind is like very like androgynous, very like blurs the line between masculine and feminine, but it's completely yeah. you. And it doesn't look like you're trying to, you know, create like a a character that's not you like it's literally just you like Mm kind of like what what do you think about that like um sometimes it's kind of tough for me to make it not one thing like i i always want my outfit to have layers like i don't want it to just be like oh this is just a feminine outfit or this is just a masculine outfit like i try to balance my outfits out so they can like make sense for me i suppose Mm -hmm. or maybe i am trying to conform to society like i don't know I never really thought about it, but it's like, no, it's just what I like, honestly. It's just like, (laughs) if I want to put on a blazer, which is typically a men's item with Uh a pair of, you know, booty shorts, then that's just, you know, what it is. I, again, focus on silhouette. Like, I know what is going to look good together. Right. I don't really think about the gender or the... Like, even when I'm shopping, like, I don't even really pay attention to what department I'm in. I just kind of walk around the whole store until I find something I like. Yeah. So... 
no, I don't really pay attention to like what I'm given that day. Like if I'm giving like, oh, this is just like a woman's outfit or if this is just like a man's outfit. No, I don't really, I don't mm-hmm. really do that. Do you think that that overall, like that mentality of like, we have to dress for our gender, quote unquote, like, do you think that that is something that we are starting to get over more so as a as a Definitely. whole? Um, and like, what have you seen that like kind of like, transform like from in your experience from like when you were a kid to like now like yeah I definitely see that like I'm starting to notice men uh, let's just talk about like rappers for a second like mm-hmm. I'm seeing rappers dressing very flamboyant in my opinion I'm just mm-hmm. like okay see you future <laughs> thugga, thugga. Okay. Oh, definitely thugga. okay yes absolutely I'm like I guess maybe people are trying to become more flexible mm-hmm. maybe just like they're they're more into the fashion rather than what it actually is like i would say that too. yeah you know yeah. it's like they're they i feel like people are starting to not care so much but they're still trying to make it make sense mm-hmm. but they're not they're not really just giving one note either you know i feel like everybody's trying to still fit in in the best way possible right like in a in like a high fashion but like it makes sense kind of way yeah and i was gonna ask on top of that, do do we think that push comes in as high fashion is more targeted towards men now than mm. it used to? Oh, be? absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't like a few years ago. You would not catch these rappers talking about John Galliano mm-hmm. and like Philip Lim and even knowing anything about Margiela, like it was right. still very like, mm-hmm. I think I would say that I noticed that a little bit more like when Migos first came out, when they started doing Versace, absolutely. Versace. I think that's kind of like when I started seeing that started shift. seeing the shift, yeah. Yeah, and like more name dropping. Because at first, you know, they were just dropping like, you know, hip hop brands like Pele yeah, and like Rockaware, yeah. yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? that Because that's what Which we had. we all had. loved. <laughs> yeah, we did. Look, because listen, I'm glad that, you know, Baby Fat's coming back. Oh, I love, I'm obsessed <laughs> with that ghetto shit. Love it. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, bring back the bubble yes. coat with the fur, please. please. <laughs> oh God. I'm here for it. <laughs> so many people, so many females I remember in high school. With yes, the with the bubble coat, with yes. the Baby Fat on the back. <laughs> I can't wait to see some that damn cat with the high ponytail in the bang too. And then if they didn't have any hair, just like a few little strains in their ponytail and then bang. Listen, I can't wait. I cannot wait this summer. I I really need that aesthetic to come back. I kind of do. It it was just such a great time. (laughs) But it's like, and and I think that speaks to just the fact that we have reached that age now in our generation that like now we're seeing throwbacks of our yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of weird because like Absolutely. i'm not used to seeing this well, like, you know, everything yeah. comes back full circle yeah. like you know we were dressing like the 70s in the 2000s oh for sure so i guess maybe we're gonna dress like the 2000s in the 2000s i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> like, what are we i don't I don't have like a good like idea of really what 2000s fashion is you know what i mean i don't i'm I, thinking you know like oversized tees, uh-huh. Air Force Ones, which are going crazy right now. They are. Um, what else? I've noticed like girls wearing like those barrettes that they used to wear. Oh, yeah, those yeah, Those are coming yeah. in. Um, what else do we have? I don't know. I kind of, honestly, I kind of don't want the, the extreme oversized to come back. I kind of, I could yeah. never get into that. I mean, like, if it's, it's going to be done, it has to be done correctly. No, it I does, was one though. one of the ones that was... You, you were that boy? I was so... <laughs> you were he? <laughs> I was him. Hey, I mean, I have one pair of Jabots, the ones with the straps on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even then, like, 
I guess I technically didn't wear them right because they still fit <laughs> yeah, my waist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they they still they still had to fit there. Like I I couldn't sag. I couldn't. It no, just, but it was it, one of the things with with me back then. I had to do it different mm-hmm. because I was just always that person. I'm like mm, sure. I never. I couldn't stand looking like the next person. I hate that. So it was like, how the hell do I make this mine? Mm-hmm. And then when the button-ups came out and da-da-da-da, I would always get a button-up that had colors in it that no other guy would wear. Oh, my God, me too. And then with that, <laughs> I would also shift to, what's the color in this button-up that's not really out on the shirt? Yes, bring it out. And then get an undershirt yes. t-shirt to oh, bring it out. you better have. So Listen. in my school, I was the only one that was wearing right. colored Yes. Shirts under a button up. Yeah. And people used to be like, oh, well, that's kind of, that, that, that's that's not how you do it. Or then I had to talk to, oh, well, it's feminine. Because I, I did a lot of pink, too. I was like, yeah. this y'all not going to wear This pink, is before Kanye, Kanye pink. made pink cool, yes. y'all. Um, Kanye, <laughs> do we think that Kanye changed the game for us? Ooh. I don't know. I'm not, I will say, okay. I will say that when Kanye first came out and he had the preppy style, I will say that's when I noticed more of my peers really actually starting to consider that as a fashion choice. Mm -hmm. Like me, I can't say that it made me change because I have always had like a really eclectic style. Like I'm just going to wear what I like, Mm -hmm. whether it's in style or not. Yeah. So I was already kind of like and just from I went to like a predominantly white middle school. So I was already wearing like Sperry's yeah. and like, you know, polo mm-hmm. shirts and whatever. So else. it was like already a thing. Yeah. yeah. So but I will say like his influence for sure definitely um helped usher that kind of era in. Just like with Cameron wearing that all ass pink, mm-hmm. I think that definitely was a big moment too. Yeah. So I can say that Kanye's style definitely influenced my like the beginning of my fashion, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't keep me out of Von Dutch. Ooh. Listen, I had this Von Dutch jacket and it like was like a huge graphic on the back. And then I had like a big ass Von Dutch belt buckle. Like I was. Did you have the hat too? Of course I had the hat. <laughs> of course I had the hat. It matched my belt. There Look, you go. There you slowly. Go. I, was, <laughs> I was that one. Okay. Oh, Listen, man. I stayed in some Von Dutch and polos with the collar turned up. Mm-hmm. I Listen, I thought I was Kanye. Hey, I mean, I you will know agree to that. Because. I want to say, well, I was in, that was my freshman year of college. I don't want to date myself too much. Woo! <laughs> Go ahead. I was in elementary school. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> However. <clears throat> Torian's older than us, guys. Clearly. <laughs> it's okay. Because, man. It's but, fine. But no, when, when old Kanye, mm-hmm. when he emerged in the pop collars and all that, it was like, okay, this is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. for me, coming out of the the baggy 2000 clothes oversized Uh clothes and transitioning on campus when the air forces were i guess if you want to say dying out Mm. because when i got on campus it was that thing oh you wearing air forces you could tell it was a freshman because they wore air forces Mm, gotcha and through that it was like okay well i've always liked my own thing i get that y'all have y'all thing Da da da. so then i did follow kanye and started dressing more preppy which is something that I actually liked when I did go to a predominantly white middle school uh, for sixth grade. But it was mm-hmm. just like going back to city schools, mm-hmm. you know, you assimilate, you change. Da, oh, yeah. Da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I've always liked dressing like this. Okay, da, da, da. Let me go get some of these boat shoes or, yeah. you know, some of these little. <laughs> let me bo- just, let me get the girls some boat yeah. boys. <laughs> and I would always get the ones that had, you know, color to it. Yeah, I was of course. Color. Like, I don't. I had my blacks, I had, you know, my basics, but yeah. if I had a pop of color somewhere, that was me. 
and I used to do the whole like matching my shoes with my t-shirt thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like Target, I used you couldn't keep me out the graphic t-shirt section of Target. <laughs> you I, know, I feel like I missed out on the Target thing. Really? Like I'm, I'm into Target now, yeah. but back yeah. then, like it, no, I definitely See, agree with you, Gary. Yeah. So Target, <laughs> I've always been in in the I've always been a Target person. So like I, but no one else was at the time. Mm-hmm. So like it, like I'll agree with you, like. It wasn't until like maybe like now that Target's kind of like become like a major like fashion Absolutely. like retailer that like people are like oh I'm going to Target and getting this cute little you yeah know, whatever have you, but like at the time like yeah like I would go like almost every other week and see like what new T-shirts they had. Yeah, I feel jealous. Yeah, that was me with the graphic T-shirts at JC Oh, I was gonna say Kmart for me. <laughs> okay, but listen though, because Kmart had some nice ones. Kmart too. did. I was so they sad did. when the one near me closed. I was like, no, where am I gonna get my shirt? Now? <laughs> <laughs> there, there were moments like in this. And I think it's just about like, I will never forget it. There was this one store we had. I may have told you this before. Maybe. I don't know. There's this Uh-oh. one store we had called Value City. Oh, yes, Charlotte. Value City. Oh, yes, Value yes. City. so Value City. First of all, Value City, I don't care what no one says, Value City is way better than Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, But they are all... I think like sister companies though. Mm-hmm. They yeah, mm-hmm. they are cuz Berlin the word that Burlington bought out that. Yeah. yeah. There's only one like Value City clothing store and it's in like Danville. Like that's but like the main you can thing. go to Gabe's still and get the same stuff now. I have not been to Gabe's. Go to Gabe's. I've oh heard about Gabe's. Okay, I need to go. It's like you it's like a big thrift store but like not a thrift store. Oh. And oh, they I need have to go like then. the most random stuff. Oh, okay. I definitely need to go. Yeah, random is up my alley. <laughs> I need <laughs> to go there. But I mean, I was I stayed in Value City like go in there and do all my back to school shopping, oh, yeah. all my just regular weekend shopping. Yeah. Like I mean Value City was that store. It was it that was. store. <laughs> like I'm t- listen, you talk about you were in Devon Dutch. I was an Ed Hardy person. Oh Ed Hardy. Ooh. No, that's I said Von Dutch Love Kill Slowly. It was Ed Hardy that had the Love Kill Slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had an Ed Hardy belt. Ed Hardy hat, Von Dutch jacket. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. But they were both yeah. like amazing brands Absolutely. at the time. Like I I I had this one Ed Hardy t-shirt. I think Ed Hardy was kind of like dying when I started going, when I started my freshman year of college back in 2010. That's when Ed Hardy was kind of like going away. Because yeah. I still wore that shirt freshman year. And then after freshman year, I didn't wear it anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one else was wearing Ed Hardy. But like that, and I had these Ed Hardy Converse's. Oh, yes. <sighs> Just all the Memories. things. Yes, memories, man. We'll do a throwback episode one day. <laughs> I'm about to go find some Von Dutch because I miss it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, listen, that's the thing. It's so crazy now those brands, like, they were expensive then. Yeah. But now, like, to get, like, vintage of it, yeah. it's like, I remember when Kylie had, she had, like, a Von Dutch hat. And then I just knew, I was like, okay, it's coming back now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about to be expensive as hell, too. That mm-hmm. And it was. <laughs> and it was. So that raises a question. So... As we know that, you know, style starts from the streets and goes up to high fashion, then gets sold back down to us. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets sold back down to us, it's sold through like influencers Mm -hmm. and like artists and such and such like that. So when it comes to like how it's marketed, how do we feel about the fact that like we have like, I guess, non-black people now like selling us our street style essentially moment. again yeah. yeah i mean it sucks obviously but i mean what can we do because <laughs> the kardashians are gonna do it anyway <laughs> that's just who they are <laughs> but you know what true. i do love the kardashians and the jenners i do but 
you know, they can only come so close to our culture. Mm-hmm. We yes, know what yes, we yes. know what we bring to the table. Yeah. Like no matter what they do, like we know that we're going to do it better regardless of mm-hmm. anything. I think we'll start to see a lot more of us in places of high fashion as well, mm-hmm. especially after you see the mm-hmm. deal with Rihanna. Oh, yes. yeah. I think that's going to break barriers for a lot more people to try. I know Kanye had had his thing He started, too, he did, and but then I he think we'll Virgil. start to see a a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger push or or flux yeah. I'm of us to notice a lot more of like black influencers on Instagram mm-hmm. who are being invited to all these high fashion oh, yeah. shows yeah. and getting all these clothes for free like I'm loving it and I'm also jealous I'm like I want to be I'm that girl jealous. too like, <laughs> but I, I also support my people I'm like absolutely yes. you yeah. go to that show you represent for us you give them a look and you still wear your Jordans with that gown absolutely I'm so yes. here for it yeah I, I think it's about like Giving, like having that representation is mm-hmm. the most important thing. Um, we, especially because we know that we have been locked out of that space for so long. Mm-hmm. And now it's great to see also like people more so like in our generation that are creating their own spaces yes. now and actually know like the science behind actually making it work. Yes. I think that's where maybe a lot of our former brands maybe fell short, like FUBU and stuff. Like they grew yes. too fast and yeah, they didn't yeah. understand maybe the complete business strategies and stuff behind it now. But now, like, overall, I think most, like, black creatives and people that are, like, trying to get into this room is like, okay, no, you're not going to play me. <laughs> like, I know I know how this shit works now. I feel like FUBU missed their mind because when Solange came out with that yes. a seat at the table and they were talking, they That should have been a capsule just, collection right there. They launched a whole line and they would have been and I, money. I thought they would have. It would have like, been genius. I, I, I just knew yeah. we were going to see it back yeah. out there. Because, I mean, why not? You had pub without having pub, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Like, no, everyone knows, like, what that acronym stands for and where I it started. I didn't until he said it. I was like, oh, Damn. now I want some fubu. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yes, I my people. Like, absolutely, get me some fubu. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, they do have, like, and I don't know if this is actually part of the actual FUBU brand. I'm going to assume that it is. But now they have like FUBU Mobile. There's a thing called FUBU TV. Really? I don't doubt it. And there's like, there's actually FUBU hair care. I don't doubt like, it. I'm sure it's probably with them. Mm. It's like the same everything. logo and stuff. So yeah. I think it might be. So That's maybe that is where they are. Yeah. But I think when they stopped making food, I think they got bought out as the most do like by a larger mm-hmm. thing. That's I possible. think that's where the merchandising stuff comes yeah. into play. And sometimes that can just like be like, eh, okay. Well. See, if these brands, like these these black owned brands, if they just like evolve with what's going on, then they wouldn't go out of business. Like Baby Fat, Darion, like they didn't change when we started changing. Yeah. They kept giving us glitter jeans. I and mean, we were like, we were over those already. So yeah, like, yeah. Just give us some regular skinny jeans and we'll buy them, you know? Yeah. So I think that they just need to like start That's paying very attention. True. Yeah, I, I think you you, you I think it, it gets to a place where you're just like comfortable. It's like, oh, these are my people that are gonna support me. Anyway. Right, it's like, right. uh, no. yeah, but girl, we ain't wearing that no more. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> that ain't hot. Yeah, that, oof, that's that's gotta be hard that. though. It's gotta be hard. It's hard as a brand to um, stay consistent, and stay relevant when yeah. things are changing yeah. so quickly and things are going back and forth, and the idea exchanges are so rampant and so which we need we yeah. need those and i think that's where we're getting this beautiful space of like more exposure for like people of color in this industry because now like these white brands want to do collabs now they're wanting oh, yeah. to actually bring you in and like mm-hmm. okay work i'm gonna work with you like not like just take your idea yeah, yeah. um even though we still have these 
in crazy instances where we have just shit just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But hey. But I, I think also, even within ourselves, our own community, mm-hmm. I think we're more collaborative than we used to be. Because yeah. when you when you had the brands coming out, it was, okay, this is my brand and it's Kamora Lee and it's sticking with Kamora Lee. And then you had Sean John over here and it's just Sean John type of thing. But I think now we see more collaboration, mm-hmm. especially within our generation. Yeah. That is, okay, well, yeah, that's your brand, but I know you can do this. Let me team up with you and we help each other yeah. get our brands up together. Yeah. Instead of it being so siloed. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's stick important. Together. I keep, I keep yeah. saying it. Stick we, do. we move. <laughs> we Listen, as a unit, <laughs> as a world, unit. like literally, seriously, yeah, we are, our our buying power is the highest. Yes, buying power. we are no longer the minority, mm-hmm. and the world knows this, <laughs> and, it, it and that's why it's so crazy. Them. And <laughs> it, it, it they shake, <laughs> and that's why it's so crazy out here now. It is. It's it's kind of like it almost is like a us against them type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. At least on in the minds of greater society, Absolutely. I would say like. They're like, oh, they're coming. It's like, well, we've been here. <laughs> we've been here. We've been here. Now we're making noise. There we go. Yeah. There okay. you go. Now yeah. we're making noise. Now we're not just like sitting here. Yeah. Like, no, we're like, Complacent. pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important shit. Like, yeah. we need that. I'll venture to say that the fashion industry, once it opened up and became more like mass marketed to people and not just like people hand making garments. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I think it opened up to being a more collaborative space in general. And um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say with that, but <laughs> yeah. y'all get what I'm saying. Back, <laughs> We're growing. Of that, which, like, going off of that, what made me think really quick was you had the people, like, before the hand stitching that went to school for it or just yeah. was natural ability and yeah. they found out about them. Yeah. But now you also have people who are actual artists, like drawing artists yeah. there that you are go. being yes. brought yes. in yes. Mm-hmm. to be part of high fashion. Yes. Now. It's not so much as okay, well, you can interior design and sketch a model, and then we sew according to this model figure. Exactly. It's more so of, oh, my God, you create great art. You did this mural. How can I get this over here on my brain? Right. That, there you go. Yeah, that, that, there we go. That's what I was trying to get. Thank you. Thank you for that. You, you, we there. Yeah, just that cross-collaboration. You knew where I was going. Yeah, that, 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 that cross-collaboration across all media and all art forms putting it back into the fashion industry. I think mm-hmm. that's what's going to continue to keep the fashion industry relevant because honestly, there's no reason why like, you know, a hundred years ago, we should have been like, um, we don't really need this many clothes. Mm-hmm. We don't need, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about it at its base level, it's like, we just need something to put over our genitals and Pretty walk much. outside. <laughs> so that's we don't, honestly my goal is just as long as my nipples are covered, I'm good. There we go. <laughs> True. And even then. <laughs> listen, listen, going back to D-Rack Fest, my nipples were out the entire day and Same. nobody told me. I was like, hello. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> That's I not was, what you were trying to listen, do. Listen, people were sending me pictures and I was just like, no, can't post that. My nipple's out. It's not cute. Dang. It's not cute. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying about having to go to school, do we feel like school is necessary to be in the fashion business now? Ooh, I, I would say now, no. Right. Beforehand, yeah. yeah it, it, sure. it was that way. It was a specialized in. field. But sure. I think now, no, because they're looking for, again, like you said, with taking our stuff from the street, mm-hmm. taking it up, and then bringing it back down. Um, they're, they're looking for it out on 
the street. Yeah. It comes down to like, again, the murals, you see people, okay, who is this artist? Especially if it's an artist of color, mm -hmm. whether they're black, brown, whatever. Then it's like, okay, let me grab you. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's something captivating. And I think on top of that, being social. Like mm -hmm. if it's political social, it, and it makes a statement further than a fashion statement. Yeah. It's being grasped more than, and you can do that. We got social media now where you don't, you can post your stuff. Yeah. And without having to wait for a platform. Right. Yeah, it can go Going through an institution to do a art show. Exactly. I, ooh. And just to piggyback off the social aspect of it, um, it's almost like I've noticed that with different brands, it's almost like if you don't explicitly make a stand, like saying, you know, or like I'll say with all the pride collections that we have now, Listen. which are, you know, and I've um, seen that more now than so ever. many, so <laughs> many, so many. And um, <laughs> I was having a conversation with a friend. And he was like, he's truly actually just sick of seeing them. I am. And, as well. and I, can, I can understand why, because it, it, it may it seems like. I look at it like this on a business end. It's a good business strategy for you to make a public stance saying that, oh, we support, you know, the LGBTQIA right. plus community and we don't discriminate and we're donating proceeds of our sales to whatever charity. Right. It's just good business sense because on the converse side of that, if you're not saying anything, people are going to assume that you're against it and that you're trash, you're on the list of being canceled, that type of thing. Yeah, very true. But at the same time, it's like, culture. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> It, do, it doesn't work, but that that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> it doesn't work. Another episode. A whole <laughs> other thing. But it's like, yeah, it's almost like you either have to, it's like you, it's like it's an expectation now. Mm -hmm. And especially like even when we have like diversity and inclusion discussions and everyone's trying to have these uh, diversity councils on their board and bring in people because like, are we really doing it because we need to, because we feel like this is actually going to be beneficial for our company, or are we just doing it just because affirmative action or something like that? And I don't know, I feel like you have to take both of those in order for it to move forward. I feel like that may be how it starts, but like something good should be able to come out of that. Mm -hmm. um, but it can seem just like pandering at the end of the day, like, oh, we're just going to pander to the gays because yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I work in a fast fashion store and we have a pride collection that I can tell you for a fact is not selling. Like mm -hmm. no one looks at it other than like two of the pieces that can go either way. Like it could be pride or it could just be like, oh, I'm going to wear this to the club, you know, gotcha. and it's not selling. Like, I don't think that every store needs it. I, I don't agree. think that every city needs it like we don't need it here in charlotte we don't like we have pride festivals but we can always go get something striped and rainbowed anywhere that's like, true, we don't true. need the collection because we're not going to make money off of it here so i feel like maybe they should focus it and that kind of sounds terrible but i feel like maybe we should focus it in areas where it actually is needed because it's just sitting sitting in our store and then it's just going to go to clearance and then when it goes to clearance and no one's going to buy it so it's just going to be sitting there no one wants it like yeah, yeah. And it's a sad truth. Also, it's not cute. So there's that too. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen quite a few. And I'm just like, eee! yeah. Like, and even okay. me like writing about them, I'm like, okay, let me write about this because like, you know, I want to let people know what's happening. This is a nice idea. You know, it, at the end of the day, I, I'm not upset at the rationale behind it, but it's yeah. like, did you try? <laughs> did you try? Did you yeah. try? Because like, a lot of it looks like it just was like, okay, well, we know H&M is doing this. So. Me as ASOS, I need to do it too. Yeah. Yep. Because it's, it's about it all up started the just popping, yeah. and I'm like, okay, 
And going back to if did you really think about it, you look at some of the material and it's like that could have been done better. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just slap a rainbow and, on something. And that's what it yeah. looks like. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like, come on. If you're gonna do it, truly do it. Do yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I literally can go pick up a shirt in that same store and then go look to the pride collection and I'm like, this is the same shirt. And mm-hmm. they just stitched this little applique there on There you it. go. All exactly. right, cool. So And now it's you know thirty dollars because we're donating exactly. a portion of it. Ten percent. <laughs> 10% of this is going to... The percentages are low, but then I guess if you think about it in the grand scheme of like how much money they could potentially make off that collection, it might be a bigger chunk. Yeah. But still, like and if I were looking at that... they expected to, to sell... That's probably higher. it because of the name. Yeah. They're expecting people mm-hmm. to... But I can also tell you that that particular store, no, I'm not yeah. buying that. Now this other store over here, now that's some, that's some shit. Yeah. I will get that. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. And I can <laughs> wear this true. every day, not Every day. And I right. will. <laughs> and I will wear yeah. this multiple times. And I think that plays a big a big yeah. part into it. Like a lot of the stuff that they're coming out with is like specifically for yeah. a parade mm-hmm. or like a festival. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I it's need something that day. I can wear mm-hmm. regularly. And not just once a year. Not just once. Yeah. <laughs> or for a picture. You because know? I'm gonna forget about it. If I were for a picture, I'm sending it right back. <laughs> I'm returning it. <laughs> yeah. I'd love a buy and return. Listen. Return and, and stores know this. I'm glad that stores have picked up on the fact that like, listen, we know that you're probably just gonna take this, take some cute pics, tag us in it, right. and then send it back. Listen, and ASOS is not they're not with our shit anymore. They're not. I saw when they changed that policy. <laughs> I, said, you know, and I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Yes. I said, I feel attacked. <laughs> this is made for me. This is definitely made for me. Okay, got it. Yeah, I, I mean, but at the uh, overall, like, yeah, like, they, they know what's up. Especially, like, I used to think before I started, like, really researching and thinking and looking at, like, how people, these, like, influencers get these fashions and, yeah. like, do, do partnerships and stuff like that. I was like, oh, they're really, like, going out here and buying this. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're either getting them sent to them or to go out, buy it, take some pics, send it back. Listen, like, Which is fine. People do it all the, the time. Listen. <laughs> tape the bottom of the shoe, leave the hygiene thing in the swimsuit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, because you're only wearing it for two seconds Listen, anyway. When you are styling people and you know that they're not going anywhere other than in front of this camera... Keep those tags on. Tuck them in the back. Yeah. Safety pin them. Something. You exactly. Don't, you don't need to buy. Especially until you can get like a relationship where you can actually like pull from yeah. places and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we know this is fine. We'll yeah. take it back. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to get that relationship offhand. So yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a uh, recent thing. I'm not going to say the name of the store, but we were offered to be able to like pull items from the store and I was like, okay, well, you know, I wasn't expecting that. But then it came with so many stipulations. And I'm just mm. like, okay. So I guess they had like a theme. So I had to, they really secretly only wanted me to shop in a specific department, mm. like in a sub department of their store. And it's like, I can't find what I need in this department. And like, I tried to branch out and then they ended up was just like, yeah, no, it's not working out. So I'm just like, all right. So now I see like, you have to, you have to kiss ass. You to do. work with these stores nowadays because they all they like they want you to work with them but they also want you to do what they want you yeah, to do right because they want you to you know promote their brand in the yeah, way that they want and that's not how it's going to work like all of this stuff is from the same store i can promote all of this right. and it's going to look good like exactly. so i'm just pulling a white t-shirt trust and believe that it's going to look good no matter what i do with it like that's why i'm styling it right. <laughs> you're like, still kind of the promotion. i was like, asked to do this for a reason like come on like either way no matter if it's a basic ass shirt or one of your nice shirts, whatever the case, you are still gonna get promo from yeah, it. So right. what's the point? I, I can guarantee you somebody's gonna be like, oh, where'd you get that from? Like, 
Yeah. It's tagged. Go ahead and shop it. Literally. Like, like, I just got you business. That's exactly what you exactly. wanted me to do. Yeah. Is it not? So why are you... Why is it a problem? Like, exactly. it, it just makes me sick. That's why I... Charlotte is just... Ugh, so frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's because we are in this influx stage, I think, where we are. I, I will venture to say I have dreams that Charlotte will be on that level in like the next 10 years. Yeah, definitely 10 years. Like for sure 10 <laughs> years. But um, yeah, right now it's kind of like we're still trying to figure out our footing in that. Yeah. And it's good because you can see the growth right now and we need people that are here to help push that forward. Yeah. But it is really frustrating when you're just trying to like, okay, I'm trying to work with this. I'm trying to like be in my community and do that. And <laughs> Y'all ain't helping. <laughs> so it can be frustrating. Yeah. But I guess we just all just got to hang in there and do what we can and all that good stuff. Very true. I want to talk about one thing. Yeah. Because I, I did see, I didn't go to Direct Fest, mm-hmm. but I saw your uh, photo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really, now, of course, I, I couldn't wear it. I couldn't pull that off. <laughs> However, I was like, damn. I was like, that's that's dope. Like, Thank I saw you. it and it was dope. You're Thank very you. welcome. But it made me think about, and I want, and I thought about this actually last night, and I wanted to get your viewpoint on it with, because I thought the same thing with Mr. Billy Porter at mm, the mm. Oscars this year. Yeah. But then there was that whole thing of, I use quotation marks, air quotation marks here. Air quote. <laughs> <laughs> of the straight black man. Mm-hmm. Having a push on social media yeah. about oh, yes. that being an attack on their manhood or masculinity. Oh, let's let's get into that. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> let's do it. Because <laughs> me personally, I I feel like that. How I would just want to know. My question was, how is that an attack on your manhood or masculinity? Yeah, I still don't. Why if do you you're care not securing so yourself, yeah, yeah, off of what somebody else wears. And there's actually so there's actually a picture of me. Um, shaking one of my friend's hands. Um, he's a straight man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the picture, I didn't, I couldn't even put it into words how inspirational or I don't even know. Like, you know, he is dressed like, you know, for lack of a better word, like a nigga, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have on a whole dress, a corset, and a full beat, and rhinestones, you know, like yeah. I had the whole nine, thigh high boots, all of that. So, and we're shaking hands, like we're having a connection. And I am also in a predominantly straight arena, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a, everybody here, not everybody, but like most of the people there are heterosexual men and women with mm-hmm. like normal lives. So they're not used to seeing something like that. So for me to walk into that environment, completely comfortable because I'm comfortable in myself. <laughs> and I know that it's also an artistic environment. So it, there will be some form of acceptance. Yes. But like, I wouldn't wear that to... I don't know, something else. Just that, like going to the epicenter. Yeah, no, Saturday. like I wouldn't wear that to the epicenter because, you know, it's it's really out there, you know. Yeah. But I know that I'm in an artistic environment, so it's a safe space for me and creatives go. like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the main goal is creating safe spaces for people of all walks of life. Yeah. Not just like for you and for me. Like, you know, everybody needs to be comfortable in this space. And that's what I feel like Durag Fest had created. Nice. Um so, yeah, to go back to the attack on masculinity, I feel like it's just literally them being insecure about what they see and, like, understand. I see all the time, like, I can wear the most simple outfit, but it'll be slightly feminine. Like, mm-hmm. a straight man would look at me and be like, oh, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on? Like, what? 
you know? And yeah. even, even like family members that I have, they would look at me and be like, I don't know what the hell you were doing there. And it's just like, you have to, it's like a learning experience. Like you have to teach in order for people to learn and to become accepting. And, and that's literally all it is. I remember the other day, this lady came up to me. She was in our store with her two younger children and her daughter was six years old, she told me. And so I overheard slightly her daughter say, um, mommy, why does he have on makeup? Mm-hmm. Does he want to be a girl? You know, mm-hmm. like, why does, why does he do this? Why does he do that? Mm-hmm. And her mom literally didn't have an answer. She was just like, shut up, you know, just like keep, keep walking. Yeah. So maybe 10, 15 minutes later, the mom comes up to me alone and she's like, hey, so I don't know if you heard what my daughter said, but first I want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And I also want to be able to explain to her what exactly it is that you are doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Because she was like, I am completely accepting and loving of the LGBT community. I don't have anyone in my life that is in that community. But, you know, the world that we live in, my daughter's going to see that. And so I need to be able to explain to her Mm -hmm. the proper way to go about it, you know? And it was really a moving moment for me because, I I mean, it was moving and it was also confusing because I was like, I don't know what the hell to tell this lady. Her daughter's (laughs) six. Like, what am I going to say to a (laughs) six-year-old? So I just tried to keep it simple and just tell her, like, you know, the world is changing. People are going to do what they want to do. And your daughter's probably going to want to wear something that you don't approve of. But she's going to try to explain to you why that's the shit. And that's, you just have to accept it, you know? So I just feel like it's just you have to teach people in order for them to accept it. And in most cases, like, if you were to talk to a straight man, like, if I was to talk to a straight man, just, like, having a normal conversation, he would be like, oh, yeah, you're cool. And then if he was to see, like, if he saw me first, he would be intimidated. But if he spoke to me, he would understand, and we would probably be the best of friends, because, you know, it's just normal people here. Like, I just happen to have on a dress. Like, that's it. And that's just us as humans in, at, at the base level like we react off of presentation first like that's the Absolutely. first thing you see on somebody and so that automatically help makes you form judgments good bad and different yeah. about that person before you even get to know them and it's about like you said it's about like getting over that hump yeah and really being open to like talking to someone and really like understanding why they're doing what they're doing if they want to even tell you why because they right. don't owe you an explanation yeah, they don't owe you an explanation no one owes an explanation as to why they decide to present in the way that they present Absolutely. um and just going back to the topic of just like masculinity being threatened you know i see people talking about this like all day long and it, i think we still have as a community we still have this view that we have to present as a whole all the time. Like we don't have room for individualism. Mm -hmm. And if we see um, us black men, particularly if we see another black man doing something that's weak Mm -hmm. or femme, Mm -hmm. air quotes again, uh, then that's automatically a reflection of us as a singular black male. And now everyone's gonna think that we as black men are weak and femme and again, and there's nothing wrong with being a feminine person. There's nothing wrong with like not being hope overly like aggressive in yeah, any situation, right, right. but you know, because that's been projected on our community for so long, we have bought into that myth. Absolutely. And now if someone else is not with us in projecting that, yeah. we're kind of like, wait a minute, hold on now, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. But we need to work past that. We need to break down. Definitely break that have down. To work past yeah, it. Definitely. I mean, yeah. even in with that picture that's circulating now, I've received messages and they're like, is he gay? And I'm just like, is he gay because he's interacting with me? Does right. that make him gay? 
by association. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, right. like, I was just like, no. Why does that, first of all, why does that matter? Yeah. Because we're just interacting. We're just shaking hands. Like, yeah. it's a normal conversation that we were having. He was saying that he loved my outfit, you know, and that's just... Yeah. Why does it have to always? Why does it? Why does everything have to go to sex? Like that's literally what it has to because do. Because we've perverted yes. our media. Literally, <laughs> that's, 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 that's another thing. That. Is like that point. Just because a straight male is interacting with one of us in the LGBT community mm-hmm. doesn't, by association, make him part of the. You LGBT can't spread community. gay by touch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's I think that's works. something that because I've noticed that's a big mm-hmm. thing, at least from my experience. I've seen that a lot. And it's like, okay, how can you explain to me how that equates? But I also feel like that's something that we need to kind of shoo away too. Like mm-hmm. that's it's not a that's not slowly. a thing. It yeah. is a slow transition, but it's because it's because of the generation before us and our generation like really being like, hold on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> we got things to say here. Yeah. And just it really, it's just just let us be. <laughs> just let Pretty us much. be. We ain't hurting you. We ain't we're trying to not, come after you. Not. We ain't trying to bring you to the dark side. We like, don't want you. We, we, no, <laughs> no, trust me. Like, it's don't. crowded over here. <laughs> it's so and there, it's just like a lot to have to deal with. And we don't need it extra is, right like, now. We don't. Like, do we're you, not accepting any applications. No. <laughs> Feel free to stand in line. Yeah. But, uh, no, we're not. We're not opening up the door right now. Not right when, now. When you say the door is closed. The door. The door <laughs> the doors are closed. Listen. It's like you listen to one Beyonce song and now you have to run around the rainbow. I don't right. Know what it's just like oh, you God. have to control yourself. You <laughs> really do. And I think it, I don't know. Like yeah. you said, it's it's slowly changing. I am looking forward to like, it's going to, I'm, I'm actually just very interested to know like how the generation after like us, like if we have children, like what that is actually going to look like yeah. for them. When I was younger, I thought that everybody was going to be wearing the exact same outfit. Like like how they gray. put the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. But now I'm just like, oh, we might just all be naked at this point. Like, I don't know. I th- Yeah. Side note. <laughs> but that brought up something because I was like, okay. Because we, I feel like we have kind of, we're starting to reach like an apex in the way that we're presenting like things on TV and Mm -hmm. everything as far as like the amount of sex and Mm -hmm. violence and whatever in all spheres. Mm -hmm. And even with fashion, like, you know, hell, we're out here wearing just sheer stuff without, you know, bras on. If if that's what you want to do, again, fine, do that. (laughs) But it's like, so are we going to, are we, is it just going to get to a point where we're going to get so far advanced in it that we're going to like regress back to like Victorian beauty standards, you know, or like, I don't know how that kind of like works. Like, are we just going to keep pushing it to a point where it's like, well, now everyone's just naked. (laughs) We're just going to do what we want to do. I could definitely see us just going back. And, you know, I'm starting to notice that in fashion, actually, like Mm. I'm starting to notice like the big sleeves and and like, you know, excess fabric all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting to notice. You are starting to see more corsets. Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, it could be a thing. They're not as dangerous, but they're coming back. Listen, I don't know about that because I could not agree. What waste? I could not. When I took that thing off, I went. (sighs) <sighs> it was such a moment. I was like, wow, this is what they had to deal with. And mm. I didn't even have it that tight. So, yeah, right. Lord have mercy. Like, this is just for show. This yeah. was for, for If we life. start wearing corsets, then, I mean, I may throw one on every now and again, but don't expect me to have it as tight. This isn't so. my new normal. God, no. <laughs> this is a one-time thing. I gave y'all girls what you needed, and right. I'm done now. Don't ask me again. <laughs> I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm, I'm totally with it. Yeah. Well... 
this has been an amazing conversation, guys. It has, has indeed. It has. Gary, thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for having in. me. This is so fun. Light. I thought I was going to be super awkward and just be like, no, <laughs> no, not at all. See, and I, this, this is what I like about talking yeah. because, like, you're not like on camera, so like you don't have to worry about. How I you think look. the camera <laughs> is literally what kills it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I hate doing that. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for joining us. We're signing out, but we'll talk to you guys again soon. And until then, stay fashionable, my friends. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's your boy, Daka, the fashion freak. And thank you for joining us for our very first episode of the Talks Podcast. This is going to be your latest and greatest resource for all things fashionable, lifestyle, pop culture, music, all of it, because we got all the things. And don't worry, Nayo will be on the next episode of Talks. I know we said there's three co-hosts, and there are three co-hosts. Nayo will be on episode two and every episode moving forward. But if you want to hear her lovely voice and ours as well, make sure you check us out. Every Friday, we drop in new episodes on some hot topics with some dope people, great conversations, and hey, it's going to get a little bit real, but that's because we have things we got to talk about, okay? Because we're talking. (laughs) Make sure you check us out on all of our social media sites at Talks Podcast. That's T-A-W-K-S podcast on instagram facebook as well as twitter and then make sure if you have something that you want to talk about or something that you want to hear us talk about hit us up on our email at talkspod at gmail.com that's t-a-w-k-s-p-o-d at gmail.com we'll see you on the next one and until then stay fashionable my friends